0: are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
1: Hello and welcome to a post-Game One Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm Eric Garcia-Cunderson. We just watched... The Pelicans beat the Blazers 97-95 in game one. I'm here with Kevin Pelton from ESPN and Sean Hyken, my boy, from Bleach Report. What's and, good. And, and we are chilling here in the bowels of the Moda Center right now. Watching them tear it down. Watching them tear it down. Uh, the, the Pelicans have 1-0 lead, though. I mean, I, do we do we start at the, the end of the game for, for this one tonight?
0: Can we call it a somber edition of Lockdown Blazers? I think it is a somber
1: edition for Lockdown Blazers. I know that there's a lot of you hurting right now that are really bummed uh, about how it went down. uh, The last two possessions not going very well uh, to try and tie the game. Dame missing uh, a shot in the lane,
0: maybe trying to get a foul call there. Uh, Wait, why, why didn't the CJ McCollum play get left off of this, by the way? Oh, the steal. Yeah, because the, oh, that
2: was the, bad. The, the, it, it was bad. There were a lot of things that were bad.
1: Yeah, I mean, Drew Holiday had two. Not only did he kick their ass for the, both of he kicked both Damon and CJ's butt in this game, and then he gets a steal on CJ in transition with like 44 seconds left and then gets the block on Connaughton uh, to basically end the game.
0: Look, am I feeling great about putting Dejounte Murray ahead of Drew Holiday on my all defensive teams? No, no, I'm not.
2: <laughs> do you actually have a ballot?
0: I do.
1: <laughs> well, unfortunately, the, the, you can't take it back. But I mean, no if Drew, Drew, Drew. I mean, Drew Holiday made a lot of people. I mean, Anthony Davis had the numbers tonight, but I felt like Holiday from the very beginning of the game just really outplayed Dame. I think he had 11 in the first quarter or something like he had he had had a lot and dame and cj they combined for three points in the first half
2: i i definitely think the story of the game tonight was drew holiday and you know the way he played kind of at both ends of the floor and i I asked him after the game he felt like he was kind of underappreciated in the in the you know in the mix of like when you think about who are the best point guards in the league everybody brings up you know steph and russ and chris paul and dame and you know there's like other guys and drew holiday i feel like is not a guy that you ever get to uh, and you know, I think tonight he showed why. You know, when, you know he's had injury concerns in the past, but when he's healthy, he's as good as anyone at both ends of the floor. And you know, he, he like you said, he kicked Dane and CJ's ass tonight.
1: Yeah, I mean, he 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 his length is is really something. And he was getting a lot of. I mean, he had one play where Dane tried to get that mid range step back that he kind of goes to a little mm-hmm. bit more now, um, and and holiday sniffed it out and, and blocked his shot on a on a fadeaway jumper and it was just kind of that night I mean dame had an awful night from the field it was it was awful I mean we got the stats right here
2: what, what was his end line tonight? I mean it was He's shot like 26% percent the field. six of 23
1: from dame tonight uh that's that, a kobe that's line. a liter- that's very kobe-esque <laughs> and he got the mvp chance I mean following mm. in the footsteps absolutely
0: to to Sean's point about the about Drew Holiday being underappreciated, uh, last earlier this week, Bobby Marks of ESPN, my colleague, tweeted, uh, there's no reason that Drew Holiday shouldn't receive some All NBA votes. And I remember reading that and I was like, I scoffed. I probably audibly scoffed. But then I went through and looked at the numbers and I was like, yeah, he's he's right there. I mean, there's at least seven or eight really, really good all NBA candidates at guard this year, but he's like ninth or tenth on that list, and yeah. that's great. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, he proved it tonight. I mean, that that was that was a perform. I mean, that was you know I I feel like we get it with these guys in the playoffs all the time. You know, guys like him, guys like Mike Conley, guys like Jeff Teague in the past too. Like you know, where they might not be. That's just how deep the point guard position is in the, in the NBA. Is that like these guys aren't necessarily all stars, but they can come in here and outplay all stars. And that's what that's what Holiday did tonight against Dame. And uh, CJ talked about you know the. I think one of the big issues is Portland, I don't think, at least in the first half, really had an idea of how to attack Davis. They just, they like, I remember one drive when CJ came over the top and he just stopped going because he saw Davis in the middle and there's just nowhere to go there. And, he, you know, normally he and Dame were going right at the rim, and that wasn't there, but they kind of have to force the issue, though. I feel like it's the same kind of thing with Gobert. Or Draymond Green. Embiid. Embiid. All these guys, like, you know, they obviously are great and they're gonna block your shot, but you have to attack. And I think for game two, is you're gonna need more aggression from those guys attacking all the way to the basket and not settling as much.
0: I mean, I think there's a couple things at play here. We we've talked mostly about individual defenders so far, Drew Holiday, Anthony Davis, but the scheme that New Orleans came out with was really good. They were not going to let Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum beat them in the pick-and-roll. And And the way they were going to accomplish that was by devoting two players to the ball handler at any time and either let the roll man run free to the basket or help off one of the Blazers' weaker three-point shooters, most notably Evan Turner. Yeah,
1: he was—I there. mean, Rondo was like—Rondo was like hanging on the block when he was weak-side with Turner, and that—I mean— I, I, Turner, I didn't think was necessarily the reason that they did that they lost this game, but it didn't help that he couldn't shoot three. I think that's, I mean, he was in at the end as well, but Connaughton was also getting some run there. He was, Turner was kind of the trigger man on those uh, late game inbounds plays, but you could see Rondo, and, and Rondo, I thought was, I mean, he had 17 assists tonight, and. Davis after the game was crediting him with calling out all the the plays that Portland
0: was calling. calling I gotta say, I think that's overrated. You think it's overrated? Yeah, I mean, you're like, not a believer in playoff Rondo. Not, not the playoff <laughs> Rondo aspect of it. The whole calling out plays thing. Because like. You know, when teams run plays in training camp, they always know what's coming. Yes. They still stop it sometimes, or they still score sometimes because knowing what's coming doesn't necessarily mean you can actually stop it. Yeah.
1: No, I, and I rewatched the film on those on, on that last one with the Conaton play, and I talked to some people. I mean, I asked I asked Terry Stotts about it after the game, and he said because I thought when Conaton's diving to the rim and when McC- Myers is diving to the rim, I'm thinking, oh, maybe the the call there was get quick two, and you know and just try and foul and, and go from there but i talked to Terry i talked to a couple of guys that were on the floor then and they basically said that they were trying to get a 3 there but as you mentioned it was the pelican scheme that they knew portland needed a 3 they were up 3 they were just rondo's face guarding dame over in the left corner and then two guys go with cj if anything the only the only like critique i would have on that play is if turner probably could have held on the ball like a second longer But then you're also getting into the territory of, like, he's got the mental clock going off in his head about, oh, i got to get this ball in, and it's more important to get the ball in than to wait for the perfect play, and I think that was kind of the dilemma that he was into at that point. So it it leads to a two, and and then Holiday with a huge play again. I mean, if, if he doesn't make that
2: block, I mean, you could get into a foul game and maybe you get another shot. How worried are we about Nurkic the rest of the way in this matchup? I, I feel like I mean this 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 just did not seem like this is the kind of uh, the matchup for him. I thought Zach Collins and Ed Davis both played better tonight when, it, when they were in. I,
1: I mean you, you're not wrong about that. I mean I mean Nurkic had a nice line 11-11, but he he did not. Uh, he can't for, guard Anthony Davis. No no that's no, a, no that's that's really tough. And but the thing is, Aminu can't really guard him either. And I think, Ed, I think Ed Davis did the best job on, on Anthony Davis uh, in, in that second half. I think that was a big reason why they made that rally was that Ed was on him most of the time. And shout-out to Zach Collins. Yeah. For, uh, the, he was the number one big off the bench tonight, which was uh, pretty crazy. He played more minutes than Ed, almost played more minutes than Nurk.
2: Plus five and plus
0: minus. Yeah, so I think the other thing, you know, Nurkic in this series is to go back to that defensive scheme. They were going to make him make decisions by trapping the pick and roll, mm-hmm. and tonight I don't think those decisions were good enough. No. Is to when to attack the basket and when to attack Anthony Davis, and then when to kick out to teammates. And you know Collins at least gives you that kind of pick and pop as aspect where you know you're going to let him get an open three if you if you devote two players to the ball and then don't bring over that third defender in the pick and roll.
1: He had a big three in the fourth quarter too. I mean, he—he he, that's the most encouraging thing to me about what Collins did tonight is that he looked ready to be out there, um, and I, the, I think Nurkic has a role in this series, but he's just got to play better. And I, I, I agree with KP. I mean, he's got—they're making him make those decisions. They're going to have a lot of four-on-three situations with him coming out of the pick and roll, and he just got to make the, the, the right reads. And I don't think he was. I, yeah, I, I don't think he was good enough scoring the ball either in the interior, and I think they need that from him in this series if they're gonna, you know, whether it's scoring, making the right passes, because they're gonna take away Evan Turner. They're, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna make you give the ball to Evan Turner. So you either gotta make those layups or, you know, find Aminu, and then you know Aminu had a tough night tonight as well. Uh, it wasn't a particularly good night for him uh, either. So.
0: Well, I think the other thing we should discuss is, you talk about those open threes, the absence of Maurice Harkless was felt mm-hmm. tonight. Because, yeah. You know, even though if you don't necessarily count on him to make 40% of his threes in this series, he did during the regular season. He's clearly a better spot-up shooter than Evan Turner. And at some point, presumably during the series, he's going to be available to the Blazers, and that's an interesting X factor. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and, I mean, that makes Game 2, you know, obviously when you... You you have to stop yourself from saying like every game is a must win in a playoff series. Hey, every well, when game you're, is a guest game seven.
2: Yeah, when every, you're the, when you're the home team and you lose game one at home, you know I feel like this game two you don't want to go down two no, zero going you, back to their you, building. You
0: don't. But Rajon Rondo's team did lose in that series last year, but only after he was after injured. he broke his thumb. Yes. I
2: think they, yes. I absolutely believe they would have won that series if he hadn't gotten hurt. Yeah, uh,
1: I I I'm I think Portland. They definitely built some confidence at the end of that game, uh, getting more baskets, attacking the the way that the Pelicans were guarding them more. And I think more importantly than anything is that they just they were able to get more and more stops on Davis because Davis was was just killing him, and he, he went cold for a little while there in that in that fourth quarter. Uh, but you know they, they can't really count on that. They they've got to play better. And I don't know what they do about Miritich because you know Miritic really space the floor for them and any t- and he was he was pulling up from like Ryan Anderson range like several feet back from the the three point line a couple times
0: I like that that's now Ryan Anderson range I mean also <laughs> let's give Mirritz a lot of credit this is something that carried over from the last few games of the regular season after notably he shaved his beard and changed his entire game
1: the, and that's
0: that's the new look nice Which to look you know if I hadn't gone 4 no and pick up hoops today I would consider shaving my own beard <laughs> to improve my shooting but the, the toughness he displayed at the defensive end, in on the glass, his rebounding, four blocks tonight from Nikola
2: Miradich. See, I've always thought Mirotic has been a little bit underappreciated defensively. I, 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 co- I, I, I covered him for three years in Chicago. He was never like you know, there's people just kind of make that lazy assumption right. like oh he's you know he's a white Euro big man. He's you know he's he's kind of soft. He's lazy on defense. No, he's he's not. He, I'm not saying he's a good defender by any means or a great defender, but you know he can stay in front of a sure. guy. He cannot get embarrassed on defense. And I you know he. When you have a guy like Anthony Davis in there and you have on the perimeter, you have someone like Drew Holiday, just being able to not be embarrassed and not be just completely left on an island out there, like, that's
0: enough. Yeah, but but Meritage, they weren't sacrificing anything no. by, quote-unquote, playing small with him right. tonight.
1: No, no, it, it worked out really well, and I think, you know, the, the play, I also, you know, in addition to those, those inbounds plays tonight that I know a lot of people... I don't think we're going to see Wade Baldwin again in this series. I, I, I don't like it was it was it was it was kind of fun for for a couple of minutes when, when Baldwin got out there for about three minutes. But Holiday uh, did pretty well against him uh, in those minutes. And I mean, it was only he was only a minus two, but it was because I, I he was only out for two minutes. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> but like, I, I just don't think that it was I don't, I don't think we're going to see him. I mean, Shabazz didn't necessarily play well tonight either. He had a couple of like really bad turnovers in the fourth quarter. Uh, but I, I think he, you, you kind of trust the, the track record there of not only him being good all season, but he also has a history of being good in big games, you know, dating back to his college days. And I feel like you'd rather go with that than whatever the, the defensive, uh, you know, add, value add is from, from putting Wade Baldwin out there. I just don't, I don't think we're going to see that again in game two.
2: How do we feel about Myers being out there for the last possession? You know, I... I I did
1: talk to some people after the game. That is a that is a play that they practiced today and shoot around. They had a set that they were. I mean, they were. It was not a surprise that Myers was out there.
0: I mean, it makes sense from the standpoint of you need a three, you get five three-point shooters out there. You know, Zach Collins can do that if you put him in that role, or maybe you just need to use Nurkic strictly as a screener, but clearly, Myers Leonard is your best three-point shooting option in that spot.
1: And I think he's probably the best combination of screening and shooting threes because he's got that big frame. He's pretty, like, he he sets a pretty solid screen, and, uh, you know, I guess if anything, like I said earlier in the pod, you know, if if there was one criticism I would have on that last play is maybe Turner can wait like half a beat more for Myers to get open to the corner, and then you have at least, you know, you have a shot there, because they had two guys on CJ, so, but, but again, those are really easy to make, those calls are really easy to make in hindsight you know, so it's not to say that, you know, Turner was dumb or anything, but uh, you know, those are the little things that matter, though, in the playoffs. And those can end up, you know, winning games and swinging series. And so, I, I don't know, do, do you guys have Do you have any ideas of what, you know, from what you saw tonight, any adjustments that you think Portland will make or maybe New
2: Orleans will make in, in, in game two? Well, I don't think Dame and CJ are going to shoot as badly as they did tonight. I, I, think, I think one or the other of them, at the very least, is, is going to shoot better.
0: And it seems like as much as, you know, and this is, I think, fairly typical, but Portland's players did not want to credit New Orleans' defensive scheme. They just talked about missing shots, and and Terry Stott said that as well. I think those adjustments, we started to see them over the course of the game. Setting the pick higher for, for Damian on the pick and roll so that either you know, the New is going to have to concede that pull up from 25 feet. That's actually a pretty good shot for Dame. He
1: got a bunch of those in the yep. second half.
0: Or suddenly you're having to cover a lot of ground defensively if you're devoting two players to Dame that high on the court. So that's, I think, the biggest adjustment. I, it will be interesting to see if we see anything different in terms of personnel with the center position, as we talked about.
1: Yeah, that, I mean, because I, I, Davis, I think Ed Davis definitely played the better game uh, against against Davis. But Nurkic, to his credit, I mean, did deliver some plays there at the end, and maybe you know made it not look so bad. Because I, you know, when I was writing my gamer tonight, I was like writing before the game, like, oh, yeah, Nurkic, like, was on the bench for the rest of the, like, and then, (laughs) like, I was ready to write that, and then, you know, he comes back out and uh, performs well and was part of that rally, and so, uh, I I mean, I think they're going to try and go with him again, but maybe the, you know, the, they just don't, the the leash isn't as long uh, in the second game, uh, I I think is definitely something there. I I mean, as far as New Orleans, I mean, can they play better than this?
0: I mean, I think they can shoot better than this. What were they eight of twenty-four on threes? You know, I, I think that they can improve on that. They, you know, they didn't get really much from their bench other than Ian Clark, Blazers' killer Ian Clark. Once yes. again, making yes. big shots, including did yeah. the final three minutes making a three? In Solomon Hill knock one down. He he did, and then he and he airballed his next one.
2: <laughs> da- da- Damian Lillard's nemesis, Ian Clark. Uh, I can think of one guy on this Pelicans roster who didn't get in the game tonight who might be able to get them some buckets. No, jo- Jordan, Jordan Crawford. Jordan Crawford. Jesus. Jesus.
0: Oh, man. I was a little surprised that Jake Diallo got the call over Emeka Okafor. I know that kind of was the case late in the regular season, but I thought Okafor's veteranness might get him the nod tonight.
1: Yeah, I I, I do wonder. Um, I mean, Collins played really well tonight. I don't see any reason to mess with his minutes or Davis's minutes, really. Um I, I was a little bit surprised Portland ended up out-rebounding the, the Pelicans at the end. But for me, that that's something they got to win by more than three boards. Because, I mean, they have to be able to – they didn't end enough possessions. Obviously, you're going to get offensive rebounds in a game. The Pelicans only had seven. It was a lot. But Portland, one of the things coming in was they had a really – they had a big rebound advantage against this team. And, I mean, they only – I don't know.
0: I mean I think this is a place where you got to look at rebound percentages rather than totals because okay. New Orleans missed 45 shots the Blazers missed 61 shots so given you know that at this point I think it's about 75% of all rebounds are defensive mm-hmm. to be ahead when you've got that many more, you know, uh, rebound opportunities on your end instead of the other end, it's actually pretty impressive. So, you know, Blazers with 15 offensive rebounds to seven for New Orleans.
1: Yeah, no, that that was really – and that was part of their success down the stretch in in that fourth quarter. They were able to get some second shots. uh, But, you know, the the box score there is a little misleading. And then I think another thing, too, is that I think – I mean, they only had 12 turnovers tonight. But it did seem like a lot of those were just like careless. Yep. Well, and Dave and Davis, like th- just not knowing that those passes aren't going to be like a lot of those mm-hmm. like passes in the middle of the floor by Aminu, Turner, not Dame Davis- right, right, because like, F- they forced the ball out of those guys' hands and then they, they made those guys make decisions. And Holiday, Davis, their length, they were just all over the passing lanes. And I think Portland just has to be a little bit smarter with
2: how they make those passes. Well, right, and there was, you know, there were a couple of times like Evan Turner would throw a lob to, that was intended for Nurkic, and it was the kind of pass that like Anthony Davis could go up and catch, but Nurkic can't. Like, there were a couple of times that that happened. I mean, some, I don't know, some of these turnovers just felt like, you know, someone would get the ball and they would just like dribble it out of bounds or they'd just do, I I like, it just, it just felt like a lot of them were avoidable mistakes.
0: Yeah, I think the other thing is, you talk about the Pelicans' length and how it threw things off, that's an adjustment you can make over the course of a series. You know, it's different from the regular season when you're not playing, you were playing New Orleans one night and Utah the next, you know, here you're going to lock in against this opponent.
1: Yeah, no, so I mean, that that's going to be a big thing is I think adjust for everyone on the Blazers is adjusting for Davis's length, Holiday's length, and... and you know, even you know Rondo, Miritich, those guys. I mean, they they played pretty well tonight as a defensive unit, and I I, mean, I think Portland will play better. The vibe seems like they're pretty confident uh, in in playing better in game two. But uh, the Pelicans, you know, saying what saying all the right things that they're not done. They're trying to get one more. I think Anthony Davis was heard outside of the locker room, saying uh, we don't want to come back here. Uh, so you know they're they're going to come out firing in, in that game too, and. Uh, I, I mean, Dame and CJ just have to play better. I mean, that's that's the, the long and the short of it.
0: I just didn't know that Anthony Davis hated artisanal coffee that much.
1: Yeah, I get. You know, Davis. Maybe he should have come and played pickup with us today, and maybe he'd <laughs> want to stay. Maybe he'd want to come back to Portland. Uh, but uh, I mean, we're and, 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 only two
2: uh, years away from his free agency. Maybe we can get another Trillblazer. Who Porto. knows? Well, <laughs> you know, that's that's the other thing. Someone someone was talking
1: about uh, about this series is you know Dame has an, a chance to. You know, recruit Anthony Davis, but right now, you know, Anthony Davis is, is doing the one that's the, is the one that's doing the recruiting. Uh, and we, all, by the way, we were here at the only road win tonight in the NBA playoffs uh, in the first day of, uh, of the playoffs. So.
0: I would imagine that on a day the Raptors played at home. Yeah. Did, did, did the game one curse? Transfer over? Well, transfer to Portland. Well I mean you go back to the last time they hosted a game one in the playoffs. It was Houston in 2009. It, did not, it, it didn't go much better than this. It no, went worse. Even.
1: It went way worse. This, this was much better than that 08, uh, that 09 uh Yao Ming. I mean they got crushed, but the
2: The Aaron Brooks series. The
1: Aaron Brooks series, the Yao Ming series, the Meta World Peace series. He was run our test. Run our test.
0: But I, I guess the most optimistic way you can look at this. CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard shot a combined 1-15 in the first half, and the Blazers had two possessions where they had an opportunity to take the lead in the fourth quarter, in the final minute of this game. That's yeah. kind of incredible. No,
1: it, it, it is, and, and and they really grinded hard, and I think a lot of the supporting guys tonight did a great job. Collins, Ed Davis, uh, you know, Turner didn't have an, a great night ultimately, but he had his moments early. Nurkic made some plays. Connaughton, I thought, did, did a couple things here and there, but uh, you know they're going to need Shabazz to play better. They just need better guard play. I mean, they they the backcourt is like the advantage that they have in this series. And if they can't win that matchup, they're not going to go very far in this series. I mean that because because Davis, you're already conceding. They have to they have to win that backcourt battle, and they they just didn't tonight. So you know credit to Holiday and credit to Rondo, Etwan, Moore. Uh, you know lots of great plays tonight. And and one thing that was interesting that maybe it shouldn't have been such a surprise that this happened, but the Pelicans were talking about this before the game, and Rondo said it at, at shoot is, you know, they don't have a lot of experience together, but you look at this roster of guys, and they've all been in the playoffs, won championships, made deep runs, and I think tonight we also saw that they were just a little bit more ready early on in this one. So... Uh, I think that's going to do it for a- a- anything else. Any any uh, game two thoughts before we wrap it up? Any any other general NBA thoughts uh, before we wrap this up on the day?
2: How about the Sixers?
1: Yeah, they kicked butt. I mean, I we didn't see I didn't see the the tail end of that game because we were here. But uh, how much did they win by at the end?
0: Like twenty plus. So they they pulled away. Right. Uh, it was a good day for both halves of the Drew Holiday trade from Philadelphia to New Orleans. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. See, yeah, so like Holiday's having a great one. The Sixers are having a Dario great one. Sharch,
0: who Dario who they eventually got. Okay. With, you know, uh, I tree. mean, and
1: then you look at all the other guys that they got rid of that te- They got rid of from that team. You know, they're they're having a pretty good time right now. The Holiday, Iguodala from the old the pre yeah. the pre processed Sixers. I mean, Turner. You know, Turner didn't really have a great game and missed some threes. Was, he had that one three that he just um, that clanked close to the end there in the fourth quarter. He had a bunch of those. So. Um, you know, maybe he makes those. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe they get more Harkless back. But I wonder if you know the Blazers are going to be sending some texts to Mo tonight, being like,
0: "Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe your knee is feeling better yeah, than you think it maybe. is." You up? You up? You up?
2: You up, Mo? <laughs> you up? M- hey, yeah. big head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Yo, you but uh, you know, keep it locked here on Lockdown Blazers. Kevin, Sean, it was fun to be here tonight. Uh, obviously, it wasn't as fun with it not being a Blazers win, but uh, I think game two is going to be really good, and uh, I can't wait to see. I, I, I think Dame and CJ are going to come out more aggressive, and they're, they're going to come out with a little bit less uh, fear uh, of Davis. But, you know, that that's what this whole thing is, though, The game one is always, you know, jab, 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 kind of in, in the first round of the boxing match to kind of set the tone. So thanks, guys, for,
2: for coming on. Yeah, this was good.
0: Thanks for having us.